Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. I'm excited to share that Lawyers Who Lead was podcasting internationally last week for the first time. I was in person at ALP's 2023 Annual Education Conference in Vancouver, BC. For listeners who aren't familiar, NALP is an association of over 2,500 legal professionals in North America and beyond, and the Annual Education Conference is the single largest, most comprehensive, and most well-respected educational program in our profession. So instead of hearing one episode for this week, you'll be listening in on a bunch of short interviews that I had with leaders from the conference who are responsible for law firm strategic planning, recruiting, and overall professional development of the legal industry. Next week, we'll be going back to our regular episode programming. But in the meantime, enjoy these episodes. And if you are at the conference or you have any questions about the insights that you hear, please feel free to reach out to me. Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead, a podcast that challenges the notion that the law lags behind. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. Each week, I invite a lawyer who's making powerful changes through extraordinary leadership. In each episode, we'll travel through another lawyer's life, identify what they do best, and then devise how to apply these concepts to your own world. So let's get to it. We have here with us Melissa Berry, Director of Attorney Development at Perkins Coie in Seattle, where she was actually once upon a time an associate there. Melissa is currently co-vice chair of NALP's Lawyer Professional Development Section's Professional Identity Formation Workgroup and a member of NALP's Neurodiversity in the Legal Profession Task Force. She also serves on the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee of the Institute for Wellbeing in Law. Let's welcome our next lawyer who leads live at the conference right now. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Seagal. I'm delighted to be here. I'm so happy to have you. This is actually my first annual education conference, and I am super impressed. Also, for all of our listeners, we are overlooking snow-capped mountains as we speak, which is probably the most beautiful place that I've ever podcasted from. (laughs) So I just think this is a wonderful setting for us. So let's get into it. Can you briefly describe how you got to your role today? Sure, absolutely. And I agree about the view. So my, my whole career journey has been about a love of learning and it hasn't been just one trajectory. So I started as a lawyer. I was a litigator, so I loved that learning. And so it's not surprising that I've ended up working in attorney development. But that journey took me to legal education, to law teaching for about nine years, and then into law school administration, student and career services, advising and coaching, but also still teaching in a different way. I feel like all of those are forms of education and teaching. So my journey is really about supporting people in their learning and development. Giving back now in my role is just some things that were lacking. The number of years ago when I was an associate myself, I worked with some amazing people, but I was a first-generation law student, college student. It was my first professional experience. I didn't really understand the business side of practice. I knew how to work hard and write well, those things, but I didn't really understand what it took to succeed. So I really want to support people in that journey. And I started with law students and I'm moving back in to work with people over the course of their career. So why do you come to NALP's annual education conference? Well, it's not just for the view, (laughs) Um, at least this amazing view of snow-capped mountains. It's just such an energizing conference. Um, It's interesting. It's your first one. I remember my first one in 2015. And it's just so replenishing for me. I know in many ways people can find conferences draining. You're taking in so much, you're meeting so many people, and it can be exhausting. But for me, I've always come out of it feeling 
refreshed and energized. New ideas, new contacts, seeing old friends now. And I think all of us have really appreciated since like when everything went virtual for a couple of years or just got canceled that just being back in person has been just really wonderful. And NALP is full of amazing, talented people. And everywhere you look, it's just hearing people's stories. I love that you're doing this series, hearing people's stories, hearing what they're doing, hearing their ideas. So that's why I love the conference so much. Yeah, it's a wonderful place for knowledge sharing. What would you say is the biggest takeaway that you've had so far from the conference? I really enjoyed the session I went to this morning with Chris Graham. Its title is something like, When People Say No. He tells about some research about toilets, which sounds really weird, but it all <laughs> makes sense. He's an excellent speaker. And I think all humans have had the experience of having someone say no to an idea that maybe you are really invested in. So he really taught us about how to persuade people by remembering just to be curious and before responding, just learn more about why they've responded the way they have. Yes. And it's less about an outcome and more about a shared understanding. That be curious part, which is a big part of coaching and just working with people in general, right? Just that reminder, which sounds very simple, but in the moment is hard if you're going in with this idea of like, I need to persuade this person to say yes to this idea or sign off right. on this. So I've really appreciated that session. That's amazing. There's this, I don't actually know who said it, but there's this famous quote that says that curiosity and fear can exist at the same time. So if you're curious, you can't be fearful. And I think a lot of times when someone says no, fears can arise. Like, is my idea not good enough? Does this person not like me? Um, what does this say about me? Like these fears, insecurities. But if you stay curious, like why did they say no? That kind of question, that kind of frame of mind can remove fear. And we talked a lot about did that. Did you? Yes, oh, amazing. We, we did. Um, the two pieces of that are what's happening with you. And he had four Fs, like fear, frustration, fury, frozen. And we did an exercise where we talked about we did the reaction and if we could go back and <laughs> give ourselves some advice, what would that look like? And so instead of your reaction going in, being like, this is very interesting. He also taught like, why are they reacting this way? And then being curious. Right. So those are how the two fit together. He also talked about for many of us, when we're in the room with someone who is I'm doing air quotes, powerful, and maybe they actually are very powerful with respect to your role or in the world. But if you're going in feeling like I'm so intimidated, oh, wow, they're so important. It's very hard to be persuasive that you need to step back and try to address, okay, why am I fearful? Have I prepared? Yes. And um, even if you're not an expert, how well prepared are you, et cetera. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. So in addition to attending, you've also spoken at this yes. conference. Can you just give our listeners a sneak peek as to maybe one takeaway from one of your sessions? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you two quick ones. Yeah. It's connected with some professional identity formation work that we've been doing that involved associate competencies and using them in law firms. And Yesterday's presentation was an extension of that, and it was about how to use competencies in recruiting and hiring. And the takeaway is that some people are already doing that, but a lot of places are not connecting up those two things. So what are the success factors, but are you actually hiring for those success factors? So that was one. And then tomorrow, I'm talking about issues with hiring um, and advising neurodiverse law students and lawyers in that recruiting process piece. So really how some inclusive best practices or evolving practices can really help 
elevate the experience for everyone. Can you just share like one tip on, on how, like a best practice? Yeah, it's being more transparent about your processes. What we mean by that is, is there a way that you can give people questions in advance of an interview? Can you just give, um, particularly law students, more information about your interviewing process so that people can prepare. And so, again, it helps everyone, right? It's a little bit of rising tide lifts all boats, but it's it really is a practice that is very helpful to people who are neurodiverse. And then it helps all of us just understanding what to expect and what can I expect when I go somewhere. So based on everything that you've been doing all of these years, all of your experience, all of your attendance at these conferences, Putting that all together, what would you say leadership in law means to you? Staying curious and being inclusive. And if you can keep those things at the forefront, when you're talking about strategy, when you're making decisions, I think that's what leadership is ultimately about. Beautifully put. I love that. One more question for you, an important one. What do you do for self-care? Self-care. I love to walk usually with my dogs, but this morning it was along the seawall and the beautiful view. I find that very um, calming and gives my brain space to think, right? And But not about anything in particular. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, Melissa. If anyone wanted to reach out, connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? Please feel free to connect um, with me on LinkedIn. It's Melissa McGonagall-Berry, spelled differently than Harry Potter's Professor McGonagall. <laughs> I love it's it. A-L at the end. Um, and for a brief moment, I was Professor McGonagall in my journey. So, oh my God, yes. that's amazing. <laughs> yes, amazing. I cannot turn into a cat. I wish I could. Well, there's still time. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, leaders and future leaders, for listening today. We have a new guest every week, so don't forget to join us next week. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe or follow us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also follow at Lawyers Who Lead on social. Let's celebrate and continue to build a community of leaders in law together. Lawyers Who Lead is made possible by Lawline, the leading online platform for lawyers who want engaging, relevant CLE and professional growth content. For over 20 years, Lawline has helped hundreds of thousands of attorneys level up by providing award-winning courses in hard-to-find areas and high-demand fields. They have so many courses to choose from that are actually really interesting to listen to and watch. That's why Lawline's rated the highest in the industry with over 1,000 verified reviews on Trustpilot. Lawyers who lead listeners get $100 off Lawline's unlimited annual subscription, which means you can take as many courses as you want for a really good price. Just visit lawline.com slash podcast to get the special offer. Check out Lawline for the best content for leaders and future leaders in legal.